The dry earth waits in joyous anticipation, for at the sight of gathering clouds, rain is sure to follow. But this rain came before the thick clouds, and when the clouds cleared, indeed, Sharpful's earth was wet, nay, soaked, and colored in crimson red, for it had rained not water from the skies, but biting steel bullets, shot from the white man's gun by O.V. Mordi. Welcome to the Dallas Virginia Council podcast experience. My name is God. My name is Michaela. Hi, I'm Gwande. We're going to be speaking about the history behind the Sharpful Massacre. As we're celebrating Human Rights Day, many don't know what actually happened on the 21st of March, 1960. In 1959, the ANT planned a mass campaign to protest the past laws. The PAC, which was a breakaway party of the ANC, decided to advance this protest to the 21st of March, 1960. On the 21st of March, approximately 20,000 protesters gathered outside the Sharpville police station without their passports. The aim of this was to get arrested. The idea behind this was to overwhelm the prison system so that the police could not arrest all of them. So they had to bargain with the protesters to get rid of the passports. This got out of hand, which led to a police officer shooting at the crowd, which eventually led to all of the police officers shooting at the crowd, which resulted in 69 people dead and approximately 100 injured. They were all shot in the back, which shows that they were running away. This is a very sad topic to speak about because not all of us know what actually happened at Sharpville. Not all of us know why we celebrate Human Rights Day. And their actions and their, their sacrifices, why we're able to celebrate the freedom that we have today. Yeah, and I think it's very important to acknowledge the place that the Sharpville massacre has in South African history. I think it's very important to see that um, the massacre and as long as well as many other events or so things such as the Freedom Charter, etc, etc, had such a big role to play on the freedom and democracy that we enjoy today. Um, specifically the Sharpville massacre, I think it was a start of a change of tactics essentially for the ANC and the PAC and it is recognized as a major turning point for the struggle because it's um, firstly put a lot of international pressure with things such as sanctions on the apartheid mm -hmm. government and um, I think a lot of the, the freedoms and the fact that we are able to, to be together like this as people of different races and of people of different ethnic groups are because of the sacrifices made on that day. Yeah. yeah. I agree with Gandhi. Uh, because I feel that the Sharpeville massacre was an event that reminded all of us on how precious it is to be a human internationally and nationally. And not only was it a turning point in South African history, but it was also a turning point in the art of South Africa. The, the, the event created such a great uproar of creativity. So many playwrights started to write, such as Athel Fugard, Gibson Kante, you know, and a very, very distinctive one is Blood Knot, which came the year after in the 1961. And it like, a lot of people came and watched it, especially in Zafai Town. I'm not sure if you guys know the Johannesburg yeah. Market Theater. It like, it was, it was, it was showcased there and everything and you know, before people were segregated, obviously, in the apartheid regime, but this event 
through art brought people together like we were having multi multi-racial audiences and that wasn't allowed and obviously there were some issues back then with that but they persevered because of this event it gave them such courage so i think that was an amazing happening in the art world yeah i agree how do you think their actions affected modern art and drama well i think their actions allowed a lot of modern artists and a lot of dramatic artists to be more bold and to also not allow themselves to be kind of restricted in their expressions because artists and drama is about expressing yourself and what you think and that event really showed them that hey there's different ways of saying what you want especially in the art world so that specific area in South African history brought a lot of changes because it wasn't it was something you, it was within the country it wasn't something that had to come from outside the country so i think that it was a good happening and it was meant to happen because it's impacted even myself to be bold in how i express myself i think for me i think it's very important that we recognize that the struggle is very multifaceted so there was a lot of people who spoke about you know who were on the ground fighting there were people who were in the courts fighting and there were like artists like Michaela mentioned people who used their art as a form of uh, protest and a form of opposition to the apartheid government so i think it's important that we recognize that as a society um i think we're all able to make change in the various things that we're good at so i think that's very important to recognize yeah i agree i agree because without the sacrifice we wouldn't be able to enjoy the luxuries that we're experiencing now. by luxuries i mean human rights because before before the 21st century the world we are now human rights were luxuries like not, not everyone had the the privilege of being able to attend good schools being able to sit in good restaurants being able to be vocal about their opinions but now in our society we're able to do all of this due to the sacrifice of thousands and thousands of people that came before us yeah. i think the whole event promotes humanism and also through these events it really showed us it was a unifying moment because not only was it the people who were affected it was those who were actually benefited from it who fought it and said no i can't participate in this so it was such a unifying moment that the rest of the world unified with us in that moment too so i think it was quite like liberating so yeah no i agree and i think with the modern day effect um a lot of the lessons learned from things like the Shafal massacre and other events in our history are incorporated into south african society today and it's important that even though we are now in a democratic society and one where uh, people are free and equal i think it's important to to acknowledge the influences that these events have had on things like our constitution which is obviously recognized to be one of the you know the leading constitutions in the world and something that other countries also have taken from and learned from so i think because of our very rich and obviously very sad and dark south african history we now are able to be in the place we are today and i think we should definitely appreciate those sacrifices so like the leaders of the struggles that we the leaders of the struggle that we know now like steven beaker they wouldn't have do you think they would have still been around if they weren't for events such as the uh, shopful massacre 
Um, I think the struggle in general, things influence each other. So I think the Shawful massacre and seeing that injustice and seeing the way that the apartheid government responded to a peaceful protest, I think it did influence people like Steve Beagle. It did influence all these other struggle leaders that maybe we perhaps won't know as well as those, you know, Beagle, Mandela, Hani, all those people. But I think definitely events always have an impact on each other and they always um you know are interlinked in some way so i think yeah it, it did definitely have some influence yeah yeah so the diverse culture that we have now with like like south africa is regarded as a rainbow nation because of how many different types of people that we have in our country which is fantastic because yeah. looking at, back at our history this wasn't allowed we weren't allowed to be as diverse as we are now mm. and this is this is now made our country so beautiful mm. and we wouldn't have had this diversity if it wasn't for the efforts of the people that came before, before us because I, I don't think the drama like you said before wouldn't would be so diverse and impactful if it wasn't for such events yeah to add on that i kind of on the drama part and like the unifying part is that it brought a lot of happiness between the people even through even even though what they were going through was really difficult that still brought them some kind of happiness like so much music came out from that like lots of jazz music a lot of soweto jazz music came from that and it was very like even i listened to some of them because they're very nice i don't know if any of you have seen the zion play but i recommend it it's very beautiful and like stuff like that came out of something like this and you know normally you would think to yourself like how can you see the bright side of this but that's something that brought so much happiness and it, that's why we can still remember it as something so impactful because I think of the happy times, the way it brought people together in the playing, the music and yeah. I think, um, so Michaela, you did just speak about like the happy times and I think um, it's important that we acknowledge that although there's very many dark things in South African history, people did resist this by you know expressing their joy and expressing their happiness as communities so I, I i wanted to ask you guys like how do you think how important do you guys think it is to in the face of struggles and oppression to still have that you know bright smile on your face in an act of defiance how do you guys how important do you guys think that is well, do you like to go first? yeah sure i think it's extremely important because it gets you somewhere and it shows that you've overcome it that you're like you've come out of it if you choose the bright side of things because if you focus too much on the negative it's going to end up engulfing you and it's it's just going to be really hard to escape so i think looking at what our predecessors has done it encourages me that there is a bright side to things and that if you look at the bright side you can come out of it being a better person and i've never met someone who regrets looking at the bright side in a difficult situation. I agree, that, that optimism is very important for us to still be driven. Because if we let um, actions that hurt us, affect us in such a way that which we are vengeful, in which we, we're, we're, we get lost in our, in our actions, we're never gonna be able to progress. That's why I think it's, it's, it's amazing how um, the, the pre pre our predecessors actually were able to fight through their, their pain. Because yeah. throughout, Throughout this time, there was amazing music. There was, if you look at their their work, like yeah. like the literature written, the music, it's 
It's amazing to see how happy people could be in such a horrible time. And that optimism is what allowed for us to be at today. If they weren't optimistic, I, I don't know what, what would have happened. Because the moment you lose optimism, you lose hope. Yeah. And when you lose hope, it's, it's very dangerous. Because what else, what else do you have? Yeah. What else do you have to hold on to and keep fighting for? How do you think that that message and that interpretation of the Shampoo Massacre is kind of showcased or brought out to the rest of the world? You know, because it did not only impact us. Lots of countries took this as an example to not do mm. that because they realized that democracy I, I remember when I was when I was reading over the Shopwell Massacre, the police did not want to want there to be like a procession of like sixty nine hearses because they were scared of the image that would be released to the international community. So the bodies of the bodies of the dead people were brought in trucks, coffins on trucks, and that image was still sent throughout the entire world. And this severely impacted what the world thought of South Africa during this time because this actually highlighted what people saw in South Africa, what people actually... Because people didn't actually realize what was happening in South Africa until certain key moments, such as um, June 16th, the, the very recognizable photo that came from, from that. These, these events were, were what led to there being sanctions imposed in South Africa, which allowed for international help for the struggle. I think it did make a really, really important image. And I think as humanity, I think it's important that, and I think we have the obligation to learn from injustice and not only in our own countries. And I think now it's easier than ever because of things like social media, we can see things happening all around the world. So I think it's important to learn from this injustice wherever it happens and then ensure that as humanity, it's never repeated. So I think Sharpeville Massacre, Youth Day or June 16th is an example of that where as South Africa, we had this horrible thing and then a lot of other countries in the world and a lot of other people in the world learned, learned from this. Yeah, because yeah. my culture is Congolese, my mom is Congolese and I wouldn't be able to celebrate who I am, who my, who my mom is, what she's instilled in me if it wasn't for the freedom that we are able to in, enjoy now. I wouldn't be able to to be vocal about my language because I speak French. I wouldn't be able to speak about my language as freely as I would be able to because we were discriminated against being people of, of color back in the day. We were discriminated against and it would have been very hard for any of us to actually be vocal about our heritage and our culture and who we are. So I think it's, it's amazing that we're able to share who we actually are now that we enjoy the freedoms that we do now. Yeah, and I can relate to that too because I have... I'm, I also come from the Congolese cultural heritage, but I also have a Latino mom, so I can really relate to that when, like, especially when it's very nice when people who back in the day didn't even have, it, like, the the want to know about your culture now speaking to you in your language mm. from your culture. It's like it's so it's so touching, and they're doing it out of love and curiosity, and I think that's really touching because. I want to share my culture, I want to share my heritage, and yeah, I agree no. with that a lot. I think it's fascinating because like speaking about like um, us being like made of like so many different things, yeah. my father is Israeli and my mom is Congolese. We, we take this for granted because we were born into this, it's, it's been normal yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, it's so weird to be able to think that before this wasn't allowed. 
like people of mixed races weren't allowed to integrate with each other and now we're, we're, a we're able to it's a luxury that we take for granted because we've lived through this our in in entire lives and i think it's 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 amazing that we're able to enjoy such luxuries as i as, I, as i've been saying yeah. such luxuries due to the sacrifices that people have made and i think when we when we speak about the rainbow nation i think it's important to first recognize that the rainbow nation doesn't only mean that people who are maybe indigenous to south africa i think it's also important like god and michaela said that south africa is kind of a melting pot for people from all around the world you know so um like god mentioned his mother's congolese his dad is from israel and i think um that really just shows the nature of how we are as um south africans and how we are able to now that we've moved on from the injustice of, of the past we're now able to um you know live together and i think for me personally um i don't really have an experience with like you know mixed race parents for instance but i think it's very interesting um for me to see like even just as um having two back black parents sorry um that it's there's a mix of cultures so my mom for instance is swati but also has you know a zulu background my dad is closer but he also has a zulu background so for me now in my own household it's it's a mix of that type of different cultures combining so i think that's the beauty of a country like south africa and i think we really have to do a lot more to appreciate that um yeah yeah speaking about appreciation could you please just elaborate on the post laws and why they were actually hated by the people of South Africa in the 1960s in the 1960s i think the the post laws um obviously now we can very we can recognize it as a a major injustice because it did violate the freedom of movement that we you know linking back to human rights day that we freely enjoy and freely celebrate that freedom of movement that we can go every anywhere we want and there's no you know racial segregation um on where we can go so i think the past laws why there was such an injustice is because of simply that fundamental human right was taken away by the government and um people were rightly angry at that fact so i think that's why there was such a big movement against the past laws and that ultimately culminated in the shuffle massacre i actually have an activity for our viewers to do and our listeners too when you listen to this, I'd like you to go and to ask your parents or your grandparents about your culture, about your background. And I want you to write three things that you're grateful for, for having that culture. Just to remind you that, like Gad earlier said, that it is a luxury and it is a privilege for us to be able to embrace our cultures and our race and our communities. Because back then, people weren't allowed to do that. So. I'd really appreciate it if you do that and in our next podcast you could tell us how that went for you guys. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.